Hello. 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 Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asif Akani. My co-host is Nabil Alani. And our producer is Nader Wazir. And on today's episode, we're going to recap the Alex Smith Bowl, a.k.a. the Super Bowl, a.k.a. Super Bowl 54, which took place in Miami, a.k.a. the first of Super Bowl Live, Laugh, Love. Dale. There you go. <laughs> um, but before we get to all that, Nader is going to tell us what beer we're drinking on today's episode because we got some good stuff. The first one we are drinking that Nabil is currently pouring is Hollow Moon uh, from our good friends at Good Word. And it is a toasted coconut, cocoa nibs, and vanilla imperial stout. Um, it's a fantastic beer. Yeah. It's so good. Sitting at 9%. Great mouthfeel, great yeah. flavor. I mean, it's thick. Uh, you know, one of the worst things I'd say is when a stout is really thin. So it's really thick, very yeah. viscous. Viscosity is very nice oh, on yeah. it. Viscous is the word I was looking for earlier. Um, the cocoa is definitely present. Vanilla is definitely there. Uh, waiting for the coconut to come in in a minute, but I'm sure I'll be there in a moment. And just like we do with normal stouts, we are setting a little bit of a side uh, for it to warm up. To uh, warm up, um, yeah, I forgot to pour some to the side. I was so, about to say, there's yeah, not much there's no, in here. There's left nothing left in there, so I, I might just so, take the rest so, of that. So, was, uh, there's nothing in there. I think. Is there some in there? Oh, look, okay, so mm-hmm. everyone just leave like, uh, well, Asif, leave like a little sip left in yours. I'll leave a little sip left in mine, and then we'll we'll reconvene hey at the man, end. I would try this is irresistibly good stuff. I'm a big fan. I mean, of this. so you won't get the warmed up one. That's that's your, that's your own fault. That's that's your own thing, but yeah, it's uh, also what's it sitting at, uh, another. Sitting at nine percent. Nine percent. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I can definitely see that. Um, it's uh, very um, honestly um, alcoholish. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but yeah. All right, and, and I am saving some uh, to put to the side, so I will give you an update in about. It's 30 minutes. to the left, or at least to my left. Yeah. Anyways, uh, also it's a funny reference you make, Nabil. So for our listeners that aren't into uh, beer drama. Um, the reason why he said it was honestly at 9% because uh, there is a brewery out there, I think. I don't know the exact name of the brewery, but it was found that their beer was not at the correct ABV as they were addressing it at. Yeah, that was a 450 North, and um, they have since addressed the issue. Now, I don't know what's going on with that. Was there slushy beer? So if you recall, on um, many episodes ago, we had a similar beer as a slushy one from The Answer. Um, it was... Uh, it's a slushy style of beer. Um, we called it like a mango muzza beer, but it's a slushy beer. Yeah. And um, they're al- the beer comes out very, very thick, and it's hard to determine the alcohol level. And don't drink beers. Uh, follow him on Instagram. He's hilarious, and he has a lot of cool beers to talk about. He actually went in, and um, he ran it through coffee filters one time, and he ran it through something else the next time. I was able to thin it out, and... He got an ABV coming back of like 2% on what they were selling as a 14% beer wow. or like a 10% beer. Dang. And, you know, there is like a common, you know, error that happens with, you know, 1%, maybe 2%. But, you know, that was such a big thing that, you know, for a little bit, uh, 450 North did stop putting alcohol, um, the alcohol amount on their beers. Well, the slushy beers. I think they're going back to putting it on there now, and they're trying to find a more accurate way of um, rating their beers. Okay. But yeah, that was an issue. It was discovered, like, um, I want to say early December, mid-December, near Christmas, yeah. I believe. So it's fairly fairly recent occurrence, yeah. uh, which is why Nabil was referencing 
Uh, we know our good friends at Good Word. Uh, you know, their beer is very highly, like, good. accurately. <laughs> well, I was ABV, just... So, I, I mean... You know. I, I assume so. Like I was just saying, it tastes like a nine. When I said that, I meant it tasted like a nine yeah, percent. Yeah, or you know, I wasn't taking shots, or was <laughs> I? Or I don't know. We do have whiskey sitting Kobe. right over here, so there you go, taking shots. Um, but yeah. Um, speaking of taking shots, um, why are Atlanta fans still taking shots at Kyle Shanahan? I mean, the Super Bowl just ended, and boom, the memes were rolling out like crazy. Uh, Nabil, have you been able to sleep since the Super Bowl? I, I slept like a baby. Oh, really? Because yeah. I can never sleep. Mm. Oh, uh, are we already moving to that right now? I, I don't know what's it. going on right I don't now. Know either. We're just going to call this episode the Audible. Cause yep. So, Asif, apparently, Asif just busted open the other beer we were going to do in the middle of the episode, you know, during our J-Lo halftime episode. Oh, I didn't know that yeah, was the plan, It was, was going to be the J-Lo Shakira halftime episode. But instead, you hey. know, he already, he already busted out right now, so he did start pouring into the Never Sleep, <laughs> which is their IPA, which is also phenomenal. Yeah. Now, they're telling us about their IPA. Yeah, so we the other beer uh, that's in the studio today is the Never Sleep. It is a hazy IPA sitting at 7%. Um, and it is one of the first IPAs that was made at the our good friends at Good Word. Um, it is made with uh, Vic, Secret, Vic Secret, Citra, and Simcoe Shine in a juicy IPA um, that is also very hazy based off of the way it looks in your cups. Um, thoughts? Uh, I haven't sipped into it yet, but I'm going to get to it in a minute. Um, Asif, what did you think? Oh, I love this beer. I couldn't uh, wait to open it. Yeah, That's why we, we I went saw ahead that. and did it. Yeah. We saw that. It's uh, like we couldn't wait to watch the halftime show. For those of you who have been listening uh, for uh, a uh, while, uh, there you go. For <laughs> those of you who have been listening for a while, um, I called Never Sleep one of the best IPAs I had in the first year of us doing the show, uh, and I'm happy to have it back on. Shout out Todd, shout out Good Word Brewing. Shout out uh, Ryan, shout out Kevin, shout out everybody over there. Yeah, Good yeah. Word is great. I'm I might be up in Parsons Alley tomorrow for lunch actually. Um so oh, yeah. try to come say what's up. So but good beer. Yeah, I think that this time he put in different hops than he normally did. So this does taste a little different than the um never sleep that we originally got many, many, many hollow moons ago. Nice. Good one. But um yeah, this is still fantastic. Still a great IPA and still a great place to drink, have lunch, have brunch, or just to go and annoy the bartenders. I do all of the above, so <laughs> I highly recommend going over there. If you are in the downtown Duluth area, you know, this is an Atlanta based podcast, so I know some of you non Atlanta people may not know what we're talking about, but if you do make it to Atlanta, hit me up on um Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, I don't know, Carrier Vision. I'll let you know where to drink and what to get. Awesome. And on that note, moving from one great place to another great game, um, Super Bowl, guys. Super uh, Bowl. I don't know. What did you pick Super Bowl? I put out a poll the other day. It's interesting. What was the poll? It was soup or bowl. Oh. So it was, it was a soup and a bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I think a bowl won by, by, by a landslide. I wonder why. Uh, so the final score of the game was Kansas City winning 31-20. And, of course, Kansas City winning Patrick Mahomes as the Super Bowl MVP. Mahomes doing Mahomes things. It's crazy. Um, what are your initial thoughts on the game? I mean, Mahomes is really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Damien Williams is pretty awesome as well, especially playoff Damien Williams. I think that was a nickname Joe Buck gave him. Okay. Playoff Damien Williams, which... I mean, I think he'd have been a little more creative, but, you know, I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's like to the point. It's like quick. Yeah. It's like you're getting a can of beer that's just called beer. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Can't go wrong. You know with what it, it is. Um, now, Asif, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, I think well, one, it was a good game, right? Last year's game, we saw I mean, one way, touchdown. Way better total. than last year's game. Yeah, last year's game, we saw one touchdown total. We saw more than that in the first quarter of this year's game. I'm pretty sure. So, <clears throat> yep. that was awesome. Um, I like I said, I picked the Chiefs to win the about three or four weeks ago. I was just like, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl, and. Um, to me, it was Andy Reid, you know, having the experience. He had a lot more experience than most of the head coaches in the playoffs. I think we certainly saw that in the game on Sunday. Um, Patrick Mahomes did not have his best game, but he came through when it he mattered most. He had his best most. quarter. Yeah, he came through when it mattered most for sure. I think that it was a good game. It was kind of um, anticlimactic because you saw the 49ers go up, you know, scored the 10 points in the third quarter with no response, <laughs> and you think, oh, man. This might really get out of hand quick. And then you start the fourth quarter, Mahomes throws an interception, and you're like, oh, like this is it. And somehow they came back. I almost couldn't believe they came back. And now I kind of know how people felt watching that Super Bowl 51 between the Falcons yeah. and the Patriots. I mean, uh, so many so many references to that Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. We can get that to in a second. But before we do that, you mentioned Andy Reid. And I just wanted to bring up, dude, I think Andy Reid should get like a pass from the president to be able to have a free meal anywhere in the United States. I mean, done. I mean, Golden Corral, it, wherever he wants to go, cheeseburgers for life. Like the second one, the Super Bowl, they asked him, "What are you going to do?" He said, "I'm going to have a double cheeseburger." That that was I thought that was freaking awesome. <laughs> did I he, mean, he doesn't drink. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't specify from where, did he? Oh uh, no, he did not. He did not. I think he's waiting for an ad, ad company to uh, set that up for him. But I, I dude, uh, remember those old Hardee's commercials where they had a really, really hot chick who would eat a burger? Yeah, yeah. They should just change that next year and just have Andy Reid eating a burger. Just eating a burger. Just Andy Reid just going crazy. Um. And then Paris Hilton walks in like that one commercial and says, "Nope, it's Andy Reid. Just yeah. time." <laughs> I believe that Hardy supermodel was Samantha Hoops, but I could be wrong. Well, they had a lot of them. I remember Paris Hilton was one of the first ones. But yeah, I think there's I, quite a few. Yeah, there was a lot in, of them. Yeah. Um, so did the game go as you expected? Uh, I know we all for three quarters. For three quarters, um, I guess like we should have expected Kansas City to come back. That's just what they've been doing. Yeah, I mean, so I, I know there's a similar question on here in a minute. Okay, did San Francisco blow it, or did did Kansas City just do what Kansas City has been doing? Well, so I think that San Francisco blew it. In the sense of, and I don't know if it's Shanahan's fault, I will say, but because Jimmy Garoppolo had the chance to go with the to throw win the game, over the, the game, top. Win the game, yeah, yeah, go with the throw over the top to make it twenty-seven twenty-four, uh, put San Francisco back up, and give Kansas City the ball with a few minutes left. But it's an entirely different scenario if Kansas yeah. City gets the ball back down three versus being up four. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would say that San Francisco did blow. I don't get how you can cough up a 10-point lead inside 10 minutes of the fourth quarter or just outside 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and not have it considered a blown save. So, but the only reason I'm asking this is because uh, I'm going to so follow up with two additional questions. Did Tennessee blow it or did Kansas City win it? Did Texans blow it or did Kansas City win it? Well, again, so I think... When we talked about those games, I mean, Kansas City definitely won it for sure because they went up 24-20. It's not like, you know, I mean, they were up when San Francisco missed that pass, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of they were like one play away, like the Falcons were one play away from potentially winning that game, and they should have made them. Both of those teams should have made the game. So, like, 
that was a perfect storm of Kansas City did its part to win the game and San Francisco did its part to lose the game. Uh, I think in the Texans-Chiefs playoff game a couple weeks ago, Kansas City won that because they ended up putting 50 on the board. Yeah. Right? So bad field goal call, bad fake punt call. Yes, it was costly, but you're not stopping 51 points. Uh, Tennessee maybe did blow the game, but I think Kansas City is that good. And I think what I say last week or two weeks ago, I said that – touchdown run that Patrick Mahomes had before halftime of the AFC championship Yeah, when he sealed the comeback and made it a tie game going into halftime. I mean, that right there told you that Kansas City is a better team. Oh, yeah. Well, so I think they won that game. But as far as the Super Bowl, I mean, Kansas City won it. San Francisco was close, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the next thing that we're talking about, okay, so is Kyle Shanahan to blame? Well, that's my question for you. Really interested to hear your thoughts on this, Asif. Yeah. Um, More so than anyone else. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right. One, I think Kyle Shanahan wishes he had Matt Ryan for that game on Sunday. One. Two, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to make a call to Flowery Branch right now to make that happen. It's not going to happen. You never know. No, it's not going to happen. And then three. Did Kyle Shanahan blow the game? So I want to go back and watch the game again, or at least like the final like seven to ten minutes again to see what happened. But I don't think that he made the wrong play calls. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo drops that pass into Emmanuel Sanders on the goal line. Mm -hmm. San Francisco goes up 27-24 with about three minutes left in the game. Game's probably over, right? Different side of history is the outcome most likely. Yeah. So you can't blame Shanahan for that overthrow and missed ball that was strictly on the players, you know? Kansas City's defense was going to heat up. You expected it to happen. It's not like they're I, not going to show up the whole I mean, game I, and I, be run all over the whole game. Yeah, I feel like if if Jimmy Garoppolo makes that pass, the San Francisco defense is riled up and they would get a stop. I oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. And even if they didn't get a stop, it's just an entirely different scenario to yeah. get the ball back down three needing to score versus being up four and just not needing to make a mistake. Yeah. Completely different ball game. So I don't think Kyle Shanahan blew it. Um, frankly, I don't. I don't necessarily think he might be the best player. What I think he did blow, and I did see an article about this, is the first half. Oh, first half, end of the first half. Definitely. The end of the first half, he, he had four timeouts. He played scared. And yeah. at the end of the fourth quarter, too, he really had five timeouts because he had the two-minute warning. There was at one point where they left Five timeouts. Two-minute warning and what? Um, you get three timeouts, two-minute warning. Okay, so maybe it was f- four timeouts. Maybe it was oh, four. Okay. <laughs> I was like fifth. Maybe it was four. He was doing the booger math. There was something there where it could have happened. But either way, end of the first quarter, end of the first half, San Francisco is not aggressive enough. I think that yeah. cost them. Um, and then... In the fourth quarter, they let the Chiefs run the ball and like waste their bunch of clock to save a timeout that I, they didn't even end up using. I think that phantom PI or that PI just scared Shanahan on George Kittle. Yeah, I think it was the right call personally. I, so I I don't know. It, like it's the so I saw a side by side. It was the exact same thing. Kyle um, Kyle Rudolph, that's a tight end for uh, Minnesota, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Did to the Saints Saints cornerback. Exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Kyle Rudolph one was a little more egregious. But that well, was the one for the game-winning touchdown. Game-winning touchdown. Okay. So I mean, in remembering the Kyle Rudolph play, I'll say I it definitely looked like they were both going at it. Whereas in the San Francisco in the Super Bowl play, I don't necessarily remember seeing Kansas City making a defensive pass interference. Whereas I just saw Kittle extending his arm. 
But, I mean, if you saw it side by side, you know what yeah. you saw. So, again, I mean, the inconsistency of the NFL. It's funny because one thing that I did like about the game this year was I didn't think that the refs did too much. Yeah. I think they just let the game play out as it did. And I think even if you look back at it, there yeah. were no real questionable calls. I mean, maybe if there was one questionable call, potentially did Damian Williams score a touchdown, you know, uh, when Sherman pushed him out of bounds? Or did his foot step out yeah. just right before? There was, yeah, that one was close. I, I think. You know what? I think it was a touchdown. I think so, too. It was too. a touchdown. I think so, too. So they uh, got I think Nader was the one who was like emphatically arguing at the party, like, oh, no, he's out of bounds. I'm like, yeah, but I, it's not I, enough. I think the, he missed it by an inch. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's a human game. There's errors. Emphatically, uh. Nader was like, it's clear. I'm like, no, nah, it's, it's not that clear, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Damian Williams definitely got that touchdown. It's I as think clear as his hazy IPA. That's how clear it was. There you go. I think that Kittle – that was great in the book. Excuse me. But Take your time. I know. It's a great that, joke. Yeah, I think that Kittle pass interference <laughs> – was accurate. However, I don't think that means that San Francisco can't be more aggressive yeah. offensively after that. Also, where did Kittle go in the second half? I mean, there's a couple of plays where he was frustrated with Garoppolo for not even licking yeah. his way. Yeah. So kudos to Kansas City for doing that. Um, I don't I, know. Sorry. So this it. question wasn't asked back to me, but I'll answer it anyway. Um, <laughs> so do I think that Kyle? Sh- it was Kyle Shanahan um, blew the game? No. But is it Kyle Shanahan's fault? Yes. Because he is the head coach. He's the ultimate person that's in charge of this team. He lost the Super Bowl. Okay, and then, so real quick, Super Bowl 51, Falcons, Patriots, whose fault is that? Dan Quinn. Okay, so it is the head coach's fault in both scenarios. Both scenarios. I mean, so so I'm just painting a picture. Who blew the lead? Was it the offense or the defense? Both. No, no, like who blew the lead? The the offense can't. I I didn't see a pick six. Mm-hmm. Was there a pick six? I mean, no. no. There might have been one interception, but that's about it. Yeah, there was uh, an interception, but no pick six the yeah. entire game. So the offense didn't give up any points. So Robert Salah's defense is the one that blew the lead, but mm-hmm. it's still Shanahan's fault because he's the head coach. The buck stops with him. Yeah, which is you know I didn't want him to win because of the whole Atlanta thing. To uh, be I honest. think a lot of people will be. I, so my, my Twitter timeline kind of um it took a skew towards um, Shanahan right after the game ended. It, it was it was quite interesting. What do you mean took a skew toward him? I mean I saw Spider Man pointing at Spider Man. I saw a lot of Shanahan blew a lead. I saw Again. one where it's like. Uh, there's like a, this little baby, and then Shanahan's holding the baby. Well, it's like it's like a cartoon though. Shanahan's holding the baby, and it says Super Bowl, and he's holding Telvin Coleman, and mm-hmm. then it goes to another one where it's closer to the thing, and it, he doesn't get the Super Bowl at the end. I mean, it was a weird thing. It was very abstract. Uh-huh. Interesting. It's uh, a, you know, memes are getting pretty intense these days, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like again, I've blamed Super Bowl Fifty One on Matt Ryan for a long time. I ultimately, I think it is his fault. Frankly, I do still. Yeah. However. Super Bowl 54 with the 49ers and the Chiefs. A slightly different scenario there. Yes, Garoppolo dropped the dropped the ball, didn't throw the ball right. However, he's not the same caliber of player as yeah. Matt Ryan is. See, see, and the, I think that's where the, the blame the goes. The difference is Shanahan Matt Ryan was the MVP that year. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo, there was questions at one point if he's worked to be on the team. Exactly. And he may even be cut this offseason. Like, who knows? Exactly. And that's why. That would be insane. It, Oh, but you guys didn't hear this one idea that someone had? No. Oh, snap. All right, so we're going to go to like the other side real quick. So this one guy had an idea. So right now it's a $5 million cap hit to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, Tom Brady grew up a huge 49ers fan. They were saying you cut Jimmy Garoppolo, sign Tom Brady, and then Jimmy Garoppolo goes back to the Patriots. 
and everyone's just happy because Bill Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Uh, interesting. But then wouldn't the 49ers be shitting themselves in the foot? How do you shit yourself in the foot? Shoot yourself in the foot, oh. first and foremost. Why would they shoot themselves in their foot? And I guess if you miss the toilet, you're going to shit your foot anyways. Um, but aren't they, I mean, aren't does your you foot like facing the out, other way? <laughs> don't you miss out on a potential long-term quarterback to invest in one or two years with Brady if he stays healthy, I if mean, he doesn't get injured at 42? I mean, San Francisco's offensive likely. line is amazing. San Francisco's... Um, running's game is amazing, and they have playmakers, and they have maybe the best tight end in the league. Second, if you're having an argument, what does Tom Brady need? An O-line, a tight end, a defense, and a running game. I guess that does sound like the Patriots whenever they win their Super Bowls. There you go. uh, I mean, what's the closest thing to Gronk right now? Either Kelsey or Kittle. I think it's more Kittle right now, Gronk-wise. Actually, the block. Actually, Kittle's a better blocker than Kelsey as well. There you go. Hmm. I guess so. All right, back to our regularly scheduled Super Bowl talkative nonsense. Yeah. So okay. So what's next now? There, where are we going next? Um, I guess we all know. Um, we, it's kind of obvious when Casey was down ten. I don't think anyone was like, "Up, oh, game over. Let's wrap it up." Everyone changed. I, the channel. I will say I agree. I you know before the game I said, and you remember if you go back to listen to last week's show, I said San Francisco can come back down i mean kansas city can come back from being down but uh san francisco cannot and but i will say even then when kansas city went down by 10 and then mahomes threw like back-to-back interceptions essentially yeah i thought it was over man um i mean that mahomes interception was the first one was just horrible i don't know i still don't know what he was looking at i think he i think he was just frustrated and he was trying to zip it into somewhere and I don't know. It had to be that, or that front, that uh, pass rush that San Francisco just got in his face, and he thought he saw something that wasn't there. Which kudos to them; they played great all night. Honestly, they did. Right. Um, San Francisco defense wasn't terrible. Yeah. All right. So let's all take a moment and congratulate Andy Reid. Oh yeah. I think that's next. So shout out to Reid. Um, the correct Reid. Yeah. Andrew Reid. Andrew Reid. Um, I yeah. think everyone's happy for him. I think the one thing about this Super Bowl is is no matter who won, you weren't too upset. Like, you're rooting for a oh, team. Oh, the entire state of Georgia would be upset if 49ers won. I, I don't know about that, but oh, fine. I, outside, look, look at my Twitter timeline. Fine, fine. Outside <laughs> of Georgia, everyone else would have been okay with Kyle Shanahan and um, Jimmy G getting that victory yeah. uh, with a young squad that, you know, kind of put their game together and outshined everyone else. Uh, and then you know everyone else with KC, Andy Reid. You just you can't hate the guy. Like, yeah, I mean you gotta love Andy Reid. Yeah, it's just hard to go against yeah, someone it's crazy. who looks he like the Super guy. Bowl, He was in Super Bowl thirty nine. Okay. With the Eagles. Yeah. And now Super Bowl fifty four, and he finally won. Yeah. Think about that. He yeah. missed ten years worth of Super Bowls, man. Almost fifteen. I mean, he's gonna be around for a while still. You think so? Okay. Why would Andy Reid retire? I mean, you just got the youngest quarterback to do half this nonsense in the history of football. You know what? This is a good time to say this. Asif, tell me the nonsense and um, Pat Mahomes has done so far. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes, because Nabil asked the question before when we were playing the show, is how great is Patrick Mahomes? Excuse me. You don't have to cry is, about it. The answer is, <laughs> is Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback to win league MVP and Super Bowl MVP or and the Super Bowl before age twenty five. 
He also won the Super Bowl MVP too, which makes him in even more rare categories. But uh, as far as I, I, what I believe I saw is the only other quarterbacks to win before the age of 25 were Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, and they each got multiple rings after they won their first one. And just for like, just to just for a picture, like when Ben Roethlisberger won it and when Tom Brady won it at that age, they were nowhere near the quarterback Pat Mahomes is. I mean, yeah, th- those teams were won by running and defense. Yeah, Pat Mahomes won on his gunslinging arm and Damian Williams. The, yeah, he won because of the quarterback. Which I want to come back to Damian Williams in a second. However, back to Patrick Mahomes first. In other sports, the other players who have won the league MVP and the championship before age 25, you might know some of these names because they are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton. Heard of those two. Wayne Gretzky, Willie Mays, and Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr you might not know. But Bobby, uh, You don't know Bobby Orr? What? It sounds super familiar. Great hockey player. Probably okay. top three. Top five hockey player of all I've time. Maybe maybe the, maybe the second best hockey player of all time, actually. Right I, behind the great one. I've heard the name, but I wasn't sure what sport. And so that's according to some guy on Twitter, but then also ESPN sets and info. And then uh, as far as the NFL goes, the only players to win league MVP and the Super Bowl before 25 outside of Patrick Mahomes is the only, there's only one other guy, and it's Emmett Smith. Um, and... He, the Cowboys actually won the Super Bowl the, the season before he got named MVP too. So Patrick Mahomes is like a true unicorn so, in that yeah. sense. Okay. Um, so yeah. after you put all that information together, you are Andy Reid. You're three double cheeseburgers in. Why would you? <laughs> why, why would you even think about retiring? Uh, yeah, it's, I'm thinking about a double cheeseburger, actually. Yeah. Hold the lettuce. Um, Don't be front, son. There you go. But, no, that's a great point, Nabil. You're not wrong about that. And I think even before the game last week, we said, too, if Andy Reid wins, he's one of the greatest co- coaches of all time. If he loses, he's one of the greatest coaches of all times. If he wins and he chooses to ri- retire, nobody's going to say anything. If he wins and he chooses to come back and defend the title – that's great. I mean, you it's, know, it's, if he lost and he decided to retire, no, Andy Reid has nothing left to prove, which is all the more reason for him yeah. to come back because it, it can only get better from here. It's like how that one book started. It's the best of times. It's the Mahomes of times. There you go. Right? Something yeah. like that. I think that's exactly word for word. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> um, okay, quick question for you guys. Is, should Damian Williams have won MVP? My answer is yes. Um, yeah, he, he, he was... The reason that they were even in the game for the most part, frankly. I mean, if you look at the numbers, Patrick Mahomes' third quarter was terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Hey, the guy had a rushing touchdown and the pa- and the receiving touchdown yeah. in the game, both in the last five minutes of the game, I should add, and at least 100 yards on the ground combined, okay. if not just rushing. So just to give you their side-by stats. Side-by stats. Um, Patrick Mahomes is 26 for 42, 286 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Williams was 17 carries, 104 yards, and one touchdown. And I think Mahomes also had a rushing touchdown as well. Can can you look up one more stat for me now there? Sure. Can you look up how many QB hits there were on Patrick Mahomes? Mm Because I feel like he was getting beat up. The entire so game. Mahomes was sacked four times, and QB hits. Hang on, I got to go to the other team's defense. 
Uh, four sacks and nine QB hits. Yeah, I'm giving him Mahomes. I mean, yeah. dude. So he overcame enough. I mean, okay, we like. That's fair. We That's forget. Fair. I don't think we forget, but like in the moment, you don't remember how great this San Fran defense. It's not just a defense. How great this San Fran front four is. Five first round picks. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, nuts. they got they got five first round picks on their front four. Dude, when Think I about saw, that. There's when I four saw of them over there, but they got five of them in rotation. When I saw that <laughs> stat pop up before the game started, I said, "Man, I'm foolish for thinking Kansas City could potentially win this game." Like, how do you overcome five so, first round picks? I mean, you know, I mean, some of them are good, some of them are really good, some of them aren't that good, but it's fine. And yes, and I so I think one reason why Damian Williams did so well. Is because of Mahomes. Now, of course, you can't take that into mm-hmm. into the equation when you're figuring out the MVP, but it's also the QB factor. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I mean, he's the QB. He's the young guy. He, likes, he, he also likes did recover from his mistakes too. I think that's important to recognize. Yeah, it's course. not like Williams fumbled the ball and they say, "Okay, Pat." Just keep the ball in your hands. He threw the interceptions, and they let him keep throwing the ball out there. One, two, to your point in the bill, because you've converted me into thinking Patrick Mahomes is yes. the right pick, is also Damian Williams, while he did have two touchdowns, one of them was quote-unquote garbage time touchdown. I don't necessarily agree with that in the Super Bowl, but it was facts, no, I it, guess. It wasn't, I wouldn't say garbage time because it was still a one-score game when I, he scored agreed, the touchdown. Agreed. Exactly why I agree with you. Um, however... He did have that touchdown late in the game that people might discount and say, well, the game was already out of hand. They just needed to get a first down. He ended up getting the touchdown. Um, so, no, Patrick Mahomes, deservedly MVP, one of the best ever before the age of 25 in the NFL, uh, maybe in any sport or among the best in any sport. And um, did you answer the question about what did you think when Kansas City was down 10? Um, I that wasn't brought up to me. But what did I think when Kansas City was down ten? Uh, game not over, yeah. definitely not over. Yeah, I mean, you can't count out Mahomes on anything. Um, um, but I guess now that we've, I think we fully covered the Super Bowl. Um, we'll get a little. I'll do a little, little bit of nonsense. A uh, little bit of nonsense bit in of my nonsense. life. Uh, I don't know if that works, but yeah. um, that was great actually. <clears throat> I liked it. <laughs> so, uh. The Kansas City Chiefs have just won the Super Bowl. Uh, we all know that there was some fake news about Bosa being a Trump supporter and all of the hate that he got after that. Was that actually fake news? I, I mean, it doesn't matter either way. I you thought support it was, who you support. I thought it was a sent out from a burner account just oh, okay. to see how people would react. Um, but regardless, as the Kansas City Chiefs, let's imagine you are on the roster. Okay. You have just won the Super Bowl. Okay, right. close I'm your get, eyes. I'm, get, I'm getting into I'm getting into the moment. All right, all right. Andy Reid, I don't, I don't want the cheeseburger yet. Okay, yep, okay. imagine good, it, good, imagine good, it. Good. Would you or would you not go to the White House to visit Trump who thinks you play in Kansas? <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a reason why, yes or no? I mean, regardless of who the president is, I mean, you're never going to agree with the president, like, of ultimate, like, you're never going to 100% agree with the president. Or anybody. Or anybody, right? Yeah. And, but regardless of who the president is, like, going to the White House is something that's just in its own, regardless of who's there, it's a huge thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And going, at, because you're winning, like, you're being celebrated by your country. Regardless of who the president is, your country is celebrating you. Okay. Because so. you made Kansas proud. Hey, 
I mean, Clark Kent, that's where Clark Kent went, right? <laughs> I mean, Smallville. There oh, you yeah. go. Uh, Asif, your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I actually, I would take the invite too. Uh, one, because, yeah, you go into the White House, it's cool. Regardless of who the president is, you get to go to the White House, so that's fun. In today's political climate, I would 100% take advantage of going to the White House because I would try to talk with the president and say, hey, look, man, you know, thanks for having us here. Now that I've got you for a second, can I talk to you about something that's important to me? And it's, let's talk about equal rights. Let's talk about why some of my guys were kneeling, why some of my brothers are kneeling during the national anthem. Let's talk about what you want me to do in our community, what I can do for you and vice versa. And let's do this. We all want the good things, right? Peace, love, happiness, and respect. You know, I mean, for the most part, mm. I think that's what a lot of it boils down to. Yeah. So how can we get there together, Mr. President? I'm here to talk to you because I represent a voice that needs to be heard. That's why I would take the trip to the White House to talk to the president. Uh, real quick plug. I want to say I, in my stand up, I have said before that, like, I used to not eat McDonald's for years, which is true. I didn't eat it for years. And then Clemson won the national championship. And had to go to the White House during the furlough visit when none of, none of the staff was working and they were fed McDonald's by the president. And I've been craving McDonald's ever since. So, <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Question. It's true. What burger will Donald Trump get Andy Reid? Um, the double cheeseburger. You got to go with Is the classic double. Is it going to be McDonald's? Gotta, I mean, what if it's Fuddruckers? No, it's got to be the classic double. I'd give him Shake Shack. Shake Shack in um, D.C.? Yeah, uh, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. there's one at Nationals Ballpark, so there's okay. got to be one. Okay. There you go. Shake, shake. Um, moving on to another little bit of random nonsense. Uh, we have the odds for next year. What uh, are the odds? What are the odds for the the Super Bowl winning teams, um, as well as both of all, or all of our favorite teams as well? Uh, so I guess to no surprise, the Niners are a four and one odds. And the Chiefs are a five and one odds. Um, now here's the kicker: the Bears are at twelve to one, whereas the Falcons are forty to one. Um, and if I'm correct, I'm not a big wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I think you're reading the wrong one. Am I reading the wrong one? Yeah, you're reading the NFC odds. Uh, go down. So Chiefs are five to one to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Okay. The Ravens are eight to one, there and the Niners uh, Niners are eight to one. Correct. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Seattle is twenty to one. Packers are so all of the playoff teams. Steelers are sixteen to one, and Patriots are fourteen to one. Uh, if we want to do an early, 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 early prediction, I'm sorry, too soon. Say early. Yeah, too soon. Uh, who do you think wins the Super or who's in the Super Bowl next year? AFC versus NFC, two teams. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go that Lamar Jackson takes the Patrick Mahomes route, goes MVP Super Bowl. So I got Ravens. Okay, and you have them winning as well. I'm I presuming. Do. Okay, I do. Going against, I'm gonna say it's gonna be it. Going against. The Rams, Ravens, Rams. The R -R. Rams are back, huh? I mean, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the Super Bowl hangover. I wholeheartedly believe that 49ers will not make the playoffs next year. Even if Brady goes there. I mean, that's that, but he's not there yet, so let's see what okay. happens. That's, okay. This is an early prediction. This is uh, Listen, everything's way too early right yeah. now. But I, I got Rams, Ravens. 
Uh, Rams didn't look good this year, but again, that Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Believe it or not, it's it's oh yeah, real. no, it is, it is. Uh, um, Asif, your thoughts? Yeah. So okay, if I mean, I'd almost like to see a rematch if Brady goes to San Francisco. That's a big if, but I'll take Kansas City in the Super Bowl game for sure. Okay. And then from the NFC side, man, it's so weird. Like for some reason I want to pick the Vikings. I don't know why. Um, but I feel like they have what is it now? They're the the third best quarterback in the NFC South or something like that. NFC North, yeah. Second best quarterback in the NFC North. I think he said the I or, forgot what he said. I, the, yeah, they uh, but, had that guy. Oh, well, so news on the Vikings. We never got to this. Gary Kubiak is now calling the – he's the OC for the Vikings now. Okay. Wow. So it could definitely happen this time around. So, I mean, I'm going to take Kansas City, Minnesota, which I know sounds absurd. Kansas City, Minnesota. I feel like that's a, some rematch of a Super Bowl maybe. Just uh, seems that, like it. It might mm. be a Super Bowl four rematch actually. Maybe. But uh, So I'm going to take Kansas City, Minnesota. If Tom Brady goes to San Francisco, sub them in. And obviously, I'm pulling for the Falcons. No doubt about it. Okay. Wait, are they in your Super Bowl, though? No. No. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Neither. What did you got? Oh. You don't have Um, to have one if you don't want one. Quickly, I hadn't thought about it, but I like the Ravens on one end. And just to be a complete fanboy, Bears on the other end. Bears. Wow. You heard it first on Bears, Birds, and Brews. There you go. No, you didn't. Well, um, <laughs> okay, so are we going to do other sports news real quick? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So if we other happening. sports news, we uh, we can just jump into some because we just got some news. Well, not news, but kind of just like predictive news. So trade deadlines coming up uh, via, and that's the NBA trade deadline. Yes, NBA yeah, yep. trade deadline. I'm sorry about that. Via Woj, I almost said via Woj, but via Woj. Woj. Um, there could be a potential four-team trade involving D'Angelo Russell, who is currently on the Golden State uh, Warriors, where Atlanta would be involved, Atlanta Hawks, would receive Clint Capella. From Houston. Houston would receive Robert Covington from I have no idea where. From Minnesota? Or? I think I think Minnesota. I think you're right. I think that was part of the Jimmy Butler trade. You were correct. Yep. From Minnesota. Golden State would then receive Andrew Wiggins and draft compensation and Minnesota would receive D'Angelo Russell. Early thoughts. I think Minnesota could use D'Angelo Russell. I think that'd be. Good I for think them. Golden State getting Andrew Wiggins would be phenomenal. That would be crazy. And draft picks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not to mention they're gonna have a lottery pick this year. Yeah. I hope. Well, I'll just say I hope that's not the biggest trade that comes out of this trade deadline. Personally, because it's like it's cool. It's four teams, but like. Andrew Wiggins is obviously like the big fish in that. I mean, you know, is Andrew Capella, Wiggins a big fish? I think Capella's the big fish in that one. Right, and that's the thing, right? Like he's been they've been trying to move him, so is he really that much of an asset versus Andrew Wiggins is like number one draft pick overall, so by default makes a headline, right? Yeah. Whenever he does it. I mean But again, yeah. if that's the biggest trade that comes out of NBA free agency, I'll say it's been a boring year. Also, as far as the Hawks go, Dude, they're the worst team in the East right now. Like, you can try to improve, but really, you should have improved from last year. And they or haven't just, even done that. You know what? Just steer into the skid. Get that. Right. Get get that guy from UGA. Anthony and then Trey Young, UGA guy. What's his name? Anthony what? I believe it's Anthony Williams. Anthony Williams? I, th- I thought it was Andrew something. 
Mm, I don't know. Right. But I'm pretty Not sure. Look at that guy. But either way, though, like for the Hawks, there's no need to make a trade. It, yeah. It's not going to help you make the playoffs. Well, you make a trade this time of year well, to the, like set yourself up for the playoffs or the draft. Well, Cl- Clint Capella, maybe, uh, unless the Hawks are trading their first pick for some reason, I don't think they would be. Clint Capella can be a good piece in the future going forward. I mean, and from all indications of this trade rumor and the little basketball that I've watched so far this year, which hasn't been much, um, you guys need a big man. Well, they've been talking about it for a good bit, so we'll see. What's the name now there? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Edwards. There we go. I knew it started with an A. So, anyway, that's that. Uh, Vic Beasley is not returning to Atlanta. Trey Young is in the All-Star Game three-point contest. So, so, what's weird, the second that that the Falcons – first of all, two things. I love Twitter. Did you guys see when the Falcons said um, the Falcons will not the, – the legitimate Falcons Twitter said the Falcons will not uh, be pursuing Vic Beasley this offseason. And this guy responded with, what's your source? <laughs> then the Falcons Twitter responded with, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> like us, literally us. Um, the, the other thing I was going to say was a lot of Chicago fans are tr- thinking about going after uh, Vic Beasley. And um, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, and I could see it happening. I just as long as it doesn't cost a ton. But the thing is, he put up eight sacks this year. He's going to get decent amount of money. I think the perfect fit for him would be the Ravens. I really do. Hmm. I think the Ravens. I, I th- mean, I think there's a handful of teams that could use a guy like Vic Beasley as long as you use him in a rotational, right. Right. a rotational piece. Yeah. So use him right. Use him in the rotation, whichever one works for you. Um. I, nobody would be surprised if he leaves Atlanta and excels. I don't yeah. think I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But so he's not coming back to Atlanta next year. Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn are back. We'll see what happens with that. Once again, Trey Young is in the three-point contest All-Star weekend. So is Zach Levine, who the Bear, the Bulls just came out saying they will not trade. Yep, which they will is not, weird. Which not is really be trading weird. him. I guess they want to hang on to him and do what. I don't know, but they want to hang on to him. Just hanging with Mr. Cooper, seats, hanging man. with Zach Levine. Fill well, those seats. Dude, our seat, we are losing season ticket holders by the second. All right, um, I think this might be warming up already, so let's uh, go ahead and try this hollow then, moon warmed up. Yeah, and then while Nabil does that, baseball pitchers and catchers report next week, so that's coming back. We'll have baseball stuff for you soon. Uh, we got some good stuff coming up for you on future episodes just Real quick, at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ooh. us. So the warmed-up hollow moon, I feel like the mouthfeel has changed. It has become, I'm not going to say thin, but at the mm. same time a little smoother. Oh, it's definitely smoother. Um, that All that flavor comes through, man, like the cocoa nibs and all that stuff. What better warmer? Um, I think somewhere in between the warmer and the cold. Like somewhere like maybe if I would have grabbed this maybe about – Five minutes ago. I was about to say five, ten minutes ago yeah. would have been peak. Would have been perfect. But this is still very good. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to drink it. We got some more Never Sleep here. Um, I want to end with a quick prediction, unless now that you got a meme for us or something. I don't have a meme, but I, because we were talking about something heating up, there is a rumor released. Uh, this is a Ooh, brand new rumor. Brand new. And it's going to affect the Bills' Super Bowl pick for next year, potentially. I, probably not, but it may make you happy, Asif. Um, Dante Fowler Jr. apparently wants to pay, play for the Falcons next season. Interesting. Interesting. I like Interesting. him a lot. I'm a big... I mean, he's an SEC guy. He went to Florida. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he was actually one of the players on the Rams who maintained the production from the Super Bowl hangover year, or for the Super Bowl hangover year. 
I mean, he is a he is a monster. Like physically, he's just a giant human being. So yeah, and, I mean, he's an athletic. He's like super athletic too, which is crazy. And apparently, he has uh, ties to Coach Quinn, who helped recruit him to play for Florida back in 2015. So there's some history there, uh, which would be an interesting pickup. Uh, I like that. All right, so hopefully that happens. And my prediction, I can't go through the whole list because I don't know it, but the Oscars are this Sunday. Who's Oscar? I don't know. Okay. But the Oscars are this Sunday in Los Angeles. They're probably honor Kobe. Shout out to Kobe. Um, who's going to win Best Picture? I know Joker's nominated, 1917, Parasite. I don't know what the other list is, but um, um, now they can look it up real fast. Unless you know, I think... I'm just gonna go with Parasite. I haven't seen that. That's that's a crazy movie. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. So, but did you say Best Picture? Uh, yeah. So like the biggest award, essentially. Joker is nominated. I'll tell you that. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but that's um, pretty I have seen movie. Joker. Um, I would say Best Picture will go to. I have no idea. Right. Oh, you know what? Just for fun, I haven't even seen it. The Irishman. I mean, the Irishman's going to last as long as the Oscars are going to last. So three hours, three hours. It just makes sense. Okay. The Irishman. So I have the full list of nominees. Please tell me the Irishman is not on. Oh, it's on. It's definitely on there. It's on there. It's on there. Uh, I need to watch it still. (laughs) I still need to watch it as well. So the best picture nominees are Ford versus Ferrari. I heard that was great. The Irishman. Men. Men. Men Men or men? The Irishman. Man. Oh, whoops. Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Never heard of it. Me neither. Is it a cartoon? Joker. No, it's not a cartoon. Uh, Little Women. Like the book? No, I don't think so. Like the book. Uh, Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, I still need to watch that. I want to watch that too. Parasite. I need to watch that as well. Yeah, Parasite is nuts, man. It's a crazy movie. It's in Japanese, right? I think it's like Korean or Chinese or whatever, but it's just a crazy movie, man. Like the plot, the suspense, the directing, the cinematography, everything is fantastic. It's a great film. Interesting. I mean, some of the plot holes in it, I'm like, uh, I don't get why it's like so. Do you think the language barrier is the reason why you didn't get it? No, 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 not at all. I mean, if you don't watch foreign films, you should still watch Parasite because it's an awesome movie. It's easy to follow. Don't let that you know turn you, you from watching it yeah absolutely okay. not that's foolish uh it's a damn good movie though i'll tell you that okay doc. um so i mean i guess if i had to pick the only one i've seen out of that entire list unfortunately is well not unfortunately how's that unfortunate but fortunately kind of unfortunate because there's some good movies on there um i joker so i would pick joker interesting i feel like joker probably will even i'm sticking I don't, with I don't think joker will win it's nominated for 11 awards, man. The Oscars has like something against superhero movies, which is fine. It's not a big deal. I just don't think Joker will win. But I think this is the first one... Since Dark Knight. Yeah, actually nominated. Well, Dark Knight was nominated, I think. Well, since nominated. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if anything's been nominated in between. But um, Well, I think some of the Avengers were nominated for the special effects and stuff like that, but not for Best Picture, Best obviously. Picture, yeah. So I think it does it. That's my guess. Asif says Parasite. Uh, Nabil, if you had to take a guess, you would pick. I said Irishman. You said Irishman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Hoffa, baby. You're Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> sticking to it. Um, Asif, you have some shows coming up. You want to remind us when they're happening? Yeah. So this Thursday, I'm at Jokes from the Oaks um, at the Lost Brewery in Avondale Estates. It's on Thursday, February 6th. I don't um, know. Is that like tomorrow? 
Two days from now. Two days from now. Okay. So then uh, Thursday, February 6th, I'll be at the Lost Road Brewery in Avondale States at the Brew Pub. I'm excited to try some beer and some food. So you can follow me on Instagram or follow at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Instagram. I'll tell you what to eat and drink out there because I'm super excited about Boom. that. And then on Friday, February 7th, I have a show at a sex shop. I'm going to be telling sex-themed jokes. Uh, that's our one F word for the day, even though it's technically not the F word, but you know, Fuck. you know, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so I'm going to be telling sex themed jokes at a sex shop. I get paid with a sex toy. Uh, of your choice. Of my choice. No, no, no. I'm talking of the audience's choice. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, we could potentially do that if there are no dildos available. Um, Friday, February 7th. It's at Liberator Sex Shop. Come check me out. N- pun intended. Uh, it's the first time in my comedy career. I think I have two shows in one week, maybe, or at least two on back-to-back nights. Something like that. Did you just say two shows in one cup? No. No, two shows in one week. But, uh, yeah. So here's what he wants. Jokes from the Oaks. Visit Best End Brewing for Party with the Past, too, on Thursday. That's going to be a lot of fun. We won't be there. I'll be at Harry Potter night at Brickstore Pub in Decatur before my show at Avondale States on Thursday. So I'm excited about that. Holla. Follow us at Bears, Birds, and Brews for updates throughout the week and to find out what toy Asif desi- uh, decides to get. Snape. Uh, oh, gosh. Snape. You guys may Severus have an opportunity Snape. to decide, but Snape. let's see how that plays Snape. out. Uh, Holla, thank you for Snape. listening. Have a good night. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. Snape.